All right, guys, welcome back to the show. And on the show with me today, I actually got to sit down and chat with Eric Presley and Kenny Gillette from The Fallen Outdoors. And these guys do some amazing work getting veterans, um, both retired and active duty, out into the woods, out into the field, fishing, hunting, doing all sorts of different outdoor activities. And so I hope you guys dive into this episode because it was a pleasure to talk with them. And I hope to connect with them uh, in the future as well as that organization, trying to figure out how I can become a part of um, getting these people, uh, both men and women who have served our country out and involved in the sport and the recreational activities that we love so much. And so we're going to jump right into this conversation. I hope you all enjoy it. Like he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show with me today, I've got Eric Presley and Kenny Gillette with The Fallen Outdoors. And um, like a few of my past guests, we re- we connected randomly on TikTok. They reached out and just sent me a brief message about what they do and the organization that they're with. And I thought, what better way um, to connect with this organization and hopefully help get the name out a little bit and let more people find out exactly what you guys do. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, so thanks buddy. for having us. Um, why don't Why don't you guys start just by sharing for those that don't know about the Fallen Outdoors? I know it was new to me uh, when you guys reached out. I didn't I didn't really know a whole lot about it. I've got vets in my family, and but I myself haven't served, and so it's just not an organization that I was familiar with. Um, so the Fallen Outdoors uh, is an organization that. Uh, we take veterans and active duty military um, out hunting and fishing um, or anything outdoors related uh, to combat veteran suicide. Um, started as a small team in, in Washington State and uh, it just grew and grew and grew. And so we have, uh, we have about 20, 20 something states uh, involved. Um, we have a national team and then uh, each state runs their own program. Um, we are in South Carolina. Um, I'm the state lead for South Carolina and Eric's my assistant. Um, uh, so basically the, the goal is to get veterans and active duty outside to network, meet like-minded people, um, and, and to, to help get that mind to get people out of their house and, and get them out doing what they love. That's so cool. And how did you guys get connected with it? How did you find out about it and then actually become a part of the team? So I was actually stationed up in Washington uh, a few years ago and uh, friends of mine told me about it. And so I got connected, um, loved what they were doing. Um, I transferred down here to uh, Charleston and they just reached out and asked for volunteers and I started volunteering and um, next thing you know, I took over and it's uh, I I love what we do. Um, Just uh, we've held range days. Um, South Carolina has one of the longest deer seasons in the country. Uh, The low country's deer season is August 15th to January 1st. Holy cow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And uh, there's no specified 
season. It's it's all you can either do bow, black powder, or rifle all during the same time. Anything, um, and it's great. Uh, just the camaraderie that we build when we take the veterans out and seeing the smiles on their faces, um, having them come up to you and say, uh, "I almost didn't come out to this because." I haven't been out in a long time and, and thanks for doing this. And then they've come out to more events. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's how it got it for me. I got started. I randomly like added some guy on Facebook when I moved, uh, into the area and he was posting a bunch of hunting stuff. And then I moved into this house and I've got, uh, about a hundred acre, uh, cornfield behind me and I got deer in my backyard every night. Well, I was like, Hey, if you know you want to send some people out hunting and you youth days coming up let a you know let someone come on board he said well why don't you just become a pro staffer and you can just start hosting your own hunts and i'm like okay um fast forward probably 10 months or so uh kenny asked me to step up into the uh, assistant lead position and it's been game on ever since so i just took over me and him actually both just took our spots in october yeah oh, cool Man, that's awesome. That's, it sounds like a really cool organization. I mean, just like the fellowship side of it to be able to get out with like-minded people to like no pressure, you know, just come out right. and have a good time. Enjoy yourselves. Um, I, I have a quick question about the deer season there. Cause I think South Carolina is one of the States that you can still run dogs for deer, right? You yes. can. Okay. Uh, that's uh experience in the low country I, I don't think it's allowed up in the upstate um okay. but the low country in a lot of the hunt clubs it'll be like monday through friday you can still hunt all you want but we're running dogs this weekend yeah so um <laughs> i can it, imagine that that gets crazy in a hurry uh oh it does it's just hearing that uh we did i did my first dog hunt last year uh or dog drive excuse me okay. and uh man when they let those dogs out and all the guys are screaming for their dogs and getting them going. They're all barking. When it's quiet, they get kind of bored. But as soon as the dogs start barking and it's it's going, you got to be on your point because the deer just jump out of everywhere. Yeah. Oh my it's, goodness. It's it's amazing. So what it's are a lot you of fun. Using, what do you use for that then? Are you using like a shotgun with buckshot? Buckshot. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Typically I was gonna say, man, uh, that sounds, that seems wild to just be like popping off rounds with a rifle at moving deer. Right. right. <laughs> yeah typically it's you know set up and they've got like stands or i guess it's called stands about every hundred yards as a person okay. and kind of like hey if you see it make a judgment really fast <laughs> yeah yeah i can man i've had them i've had them run through the field in front of me before and i can't imagine trying to get a beat on them and and get a good shot off it's that rough like a crazy experience Right. And then especially you add in the swamp of the low country down here, the the pine, pine rows. It's oh Lord. It's crazy. <laughs> so do you guys come across? I mean, do you have hogs and everything there as well? Yes. OK. Yes. So, I mean, what does that look like if you're running hounds for deer? I'm sure you get all kinds of stuff popping out. Uh, it, it depends on the property you're on, um, where the hogs are and whatnot um hogs are actually an invasive species so uh hog season runs year round year round i believe nice. um a lot of our staffers uh, uh they do they do hog hunts um we try not to do hog hunts during deer season because you'll 
you'll scare off the uh, the pattering of the deer. Okay. Um, just and it is legal to to shoot deer over corn here, so okay. that's baiting is legal. Um, nice. That's why a lot of guys they they pattern their deer over their corn and yeah. their feeders stuff. But uh, most of our pro staff guys have a few of them have night vision um, that way they take guys out for hog hunts nice. on their properties. Um, and then we haven't gotten into it just yet. Um, it's a little different way that people run the dogs and then not even use a gun. They'll use a knife. Oh. I don't know if that season's actually coming up here shortly. Yeah. They let the dogs actually get to the deer. Yes. No, the, the or, oh, sorry. The hogs. And then yeah. yep. they'll grab them like by the ear or something and go knife it. Knife the hogs. It, it, yeah. So each their own for me. I don't know if I can do it, yeah. <laughs> but I'll give it a shot. That'd be, that'd be really interesting. And it's kind of funny that this came up in conversation because right before I logged on, I was actually out butchering two hogs. We've got, <laughs> we've got a bunch of pigs here and um, the gentleman whose property we live on, he's like, Hey, we're doing it Friday morning, be there at nine. And so we went and got two and now we've got a ton of bacon. So um Tell me a little bit more about the other types of events you do. I noticed on your Facebook page, you guys do fundraisers and stuff. Are those open to the general public, like to come and and find out more about the Fallen Outdoors? Yes. So um, each state will may hold a banquet. Um, uh, our state, we started about four years ago. Um, so we're still trying to raise our funds to start our banquet. Okay. Um, North Carolina right now has a banquet going. Uh, theirs is, uh, in August. Um, that's one of the biggest ones and those are open to the general public. They'll send, sell tickets, uh, do, we do, uh, raffles all the time. So we get firearms donated to us and we'll raffle them off. Um, we just did a, a, a raffle, we just finished one off actually for, um, a thousand dollars worth of, uh, scent block or, uh, block blocker outdoors, uh, gear. You just go on their website, pick out a thousand dollars worth of gear. Wow. Um, so, uh, each state will do things differently. They'll, they'll raffle off trips. Um, uh, they'll raffle off Sitka gear, thousand yeah. dollars worth of Sitka. Jeez. Actually, right now we are, um, the national team because of COVID has affected everybody. Um, the national team hasn't, uh, been able to do their normal fundraisers because they're based out of Washington. Um, there we're doing the, our first ever virtual banquet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I know they've got, uh, uh, a hog hunt donated that they're going to be raffling off. Um, uh, they've got a Sitka deer hunt from Maryland that they'll be raffling off. Um, they, they've got all kinds of gear. Uh, they've got firearms they're going to be doing. They've got steelhead trips they're doing out of Washington, um, swag, uh, all kinds of stuff. And that's, uh, it'll be huge. That's cool. Well, I know before we started recording, you guys had mentioned that um, anybody that's part of the Fallen Outdoors has to be uh, a veteran or active duty. Um, Would you guys mind sharing a little bit about your experience or history with the military? Yeah, um, I am currently Air National Guard uh, out of Savannah, Georgia. Uh, So I'm just a weekend warrior, as you would call it. Um, I am was a mechanic on the C-130s. 
now I am a QA inspector. Um, at, I will be promoting in August to the rank of E7, so Mass Sergeant. Um, cool. I've been in for about, this is year nine for me. Okay. Um, grew up in a military family. My dad's a Mass Sergeant in the Air Force uh, Reserves. My brother was Marine Corps. Now he's with the Air National Guard with me. Okay. Long line of family. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Good. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm active duty Navy. Um, September will be my 16 year mark. So I'm getting super close to retirement. Yeah. Uh, Master at arms. Um, been all over the world. East Coast, West Coast, uh, Greece, Theo Garcia, Italy, um, doing what I love to do. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Thank you both for your service. Um, we, I, like I said, I've got a bunch of family um, that's either active or retired um, in all branches. And we were just mentioning like the rivalry between all the branches, like yeah. family reunions are so fun when someone brings up their <laughs> service and just to hear, I'm like, I can just imagine what each branch is like based off of the responses and how they, how they dog on each other. Um, but when somebody's in trouble, we'll be right there to help them out. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. It's like, the only thing I can relate it to is like having um, brothers and sisters, you know, you can pick right. on them all you want. As soon as somebody else right. does, forget it. It's over. It's over. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, you know, what's fun is when we go on these trips and the, all these different vets come out and you still get to see that rivalry with them because they're super competitive. Yep. And then it's like, Hey, who's going to harvest the larger animal or, or the most dogs or whatever. And, oh, you should see it when they miss. Oh, when <laughs> no. they miss. Right. Yeah. It's never ending. It's I can funny. only imagine. Would, uh, if you guys have any like quick stories or interesting stories of either funny experiences you've had out on these events or, um, you know, just serious life change that you've seen take place with some of the participants. Um, so in South Carolina, um, the way we run our, our, uh, our state, um, the majority of our trips come from making partnerships with other nonprofits uh, okay. that are like us. Um, one of them in specific is uh, called Operation Patriots FOB or OP FOB. Um, uh, and the reason behind that is because we don't have any land. Um, and so we find landowners that'll donate their land so we can take veterans out to hunt and whatnot. So they have 268 acres we have the veterans and so we just create a, a partnership that's cool they tell us hey we got these dates available okay how many veterans do you want they're like oh we want four like all right cool we'll grab those four veterans and then we'll take them down there um we were doing uh a range day down there um we took eight veterans down there combat vets all combat vets um one of them had been on a trip with us before uh, on, a, on another piece of property. And when he got down there, he pulled us aside and basically he told us, he was one, thanked us for, for inviting him out again. 
Um, the first trip, uh, he was scared to go, hadn't been out of his house. Um, he hadn't gone into too much detail of what he'd been through um, while he was active duty. Um, but he suffered a lot and was very scared about being out. Um, his wife made him go um, to get out there. And then when he got drawn for this uh, range day, he came out and he said, you know, thank you. Uh, it's made it so much easier for me to come out. And I was super excited to come out to this event. He, uh, the first trip, he would talk to me. Uh, he would talk to my other partner and, and one of the other guys um, who was a, a wounded veteran, uh, but not really open up to anybody else. But when we got down to the range day, he was talking to everybody, laughing, cool. telling stories, um, able to uh, to connect with other people that were down there. And it was just this is an eye opener to see how much one trip affected one person. So when they came out to another event, how much they had changed and, and evolved from from that, that experience. That's so awesome. What about you, Eric? Um, that one sticks true to me um, as well, because I, I joined on that range day as well. Um, we ended up raffling off a piece of item down there, and he actually ended up winning it. Um, so that was kind of cool as well. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of the serious part of it, because I've only been in the organization really about a year uh, total. Um now the funny ones, I've seen those. Uh, we did a, uh, it was a bow only hunt in the upstate, and this guy was using a crossbow, and he texts us, "Hey, deer down, blah blah blah." So there's like ten of us that we ended up going over there. We found one drop of blood, and we searched for probably four or five hours. And then at the end of it, he's like, "Yeah, I don't know if I hit it or not." <laughs> Like, dude, you know, we, we sat there for that long searching and searching. Uh, it was a perfect shed hunting event, though. I mean, that was great. But, um, we, you know, we, we've taken guys, we've taken 25 guys out on a military hunt day that uh, for, for ducks. Uh, SCDNR gives us two military-only duck days um, to where we can go out. and It's just veterans out hunting. Um, so we were able to organize like 25 guys together and look like the little Cajun army just riding out there with boats. Oh, that was a miserable day. It was miserable. It was raining. Oh, it was freezing. It, I think there was like two ducks killed. I mean, we don't have a lot of ducks, suit. but. That sounds like yeah. duck hunting in general. I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's about it, how it, every it, time I go out goes. But everybody had fun. Right. Yeah. That was, that was the best part. And uh, we did a big cookout. We had a bunch of prizes donated to us, um, and we just raffled them off right there. Everybody pitched in money and for tickets, and we just started raffling. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, we have actually got into uh, some dog organizations as well, um, where there are some partners that will train PTSD service dogs um that's kind of a dual purpose as well so they'll train them for either retrieval shed shed hunting um tracking tracking deer blood tracking um 
and then they're given to the vets free of charge. Oh, wow. and it, um, most people aren't aware that it costs about $25,000 to train a PTSD service dog. Um, so there's people donating these dogs in the training and then they donate them to us to give to the veterans. Um, and then we just, we're trying to partner with another lady out of Florida and she'll be partnering with our Florida chapter as well. Um, so she'll be training dogs and giving them away as well. Um, okay. So that's been a beneficial as well. Yeah. So, so like if, if there's a vet, uh, listening to this or active duty um, servicemen listening to this, how can they go about like actually becoming a part of this? Do you have like open days where, you know, people can come almost meet? So it, uh, it all depends on where they're at. Um, we're Facebook based. Uh, we have a website, the fallen outdoors.com. Um, but uh, we are Facebook based. So uh, we've broken down in regions. Um, South Carolina falls under the East coast region. We're actually the cutoff for it. Uh, so all you do is search the fallen outdoors on Facebook, um, East coast, Southern, uh, Midwest and, uh, Western. Um, uh, we, if you're not a veteran, but you want to help out, we have a support team or a support page. Um, and then, um, you can go on there. Um, you can also, uh, on the uh, website, uh, there's an option to email, um, send an email saying, Hey, I want to, I want to help support this team or whatnot. And they'll be able to forward your message on to the actual, uh, the state that you're looking to help out with. Um, in order to, uh, be, uh, a part of the fallen outdoors, you do have to be honorably discharged or under honorable conditions or currently serving or currently serving, um, that, uh, that is a requirement that we ask for, uh, when we do, um, certain events, uh, for instance, when we, uh, gave away the, the service dogs, um, you know, you may be asked to, uh, show your DD 214 just because, um, that specific organization did have somebody falsify, uh, their information and say that they were honorably discharged and went through this when they were in fact, not okay after um that's an and that was an unfortunate event yeah uh, and we also do uh like purple heart or gold star uh most people don't know what gold star is it means they've lost a parent uh or a service member in you know in the active duty or wherever um so we've actually taken their kids out hunting and or the wife or the husband uh, whichever it falls um so typically those are reached out through someone else that's not on the page. Like, Hey, you know, such and such passed away. I've got the kids need to do this. We're like, cool, let's make it happen. Um, we'll, we'll do trips for the kids too. Yeah. Um, we've done that, um, on youth days. Uh, we've done, we've had people, uh, ask specifically for, uh, kids of deployed parents, to take them out hunting. Um, we have one gentleman who does, uh, uh, hunter safety classes and then takes them out hunting. Um, that's really cool. So yeah. they'll spend two whole days, one day going over like hunter safety stuff. And then the next day they'll go out and hunt. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's done with the parents there to help them out too. That's so cool. It sounds like you guys kind of cover a whole, I mean, a wide variety of 
services, you know, to provide um, service members and their families. I'll, I'll even get real personal. Uh, a few months ago, my uh, family member, he reached out to his brother and then he, he served back in 06 uh, over in Afghanistan. And um, he suffers from a lot of, a lot of mental stuff um, that he suffered over there. And uh, basically he, he called his brother and said, if you don't get here in 20 minutes, I'm done. Um, so his brother contacted me. Um, I had never been put in that situation. Even in nine years of in the military, it's like such a split decision of going, who do I need to call right now to get to make sure something happens? So we were able to call our buddies down at Operations Patriots FOB because that's that's his main deal is veteran suicide. Um, he's lost probably 15 guys in just a few years that he served with. Oh, man. So I called him up and I was like, I need help and I need it fast. And he was able to help me find a rehab facility, uh, contact the authorities. And my family member was at a um, institution within about three hours. Oh, wow. So it, you know, it, for me, it's not a, just about the outdoors. It's just connection with each other. Um, and then even if someone was to call us and go, Hey, um, I'm having a hard time at the VA. Can you help me out? We've met people that work at the VA or that have some, maybe some special information that can streamline things. So we can also help with that as well. Okay. Um, so we try to be uh, just a whole range of stuff that we provide. Um, even if we're just a listening ear, uh, anything of that nature. Do you guys, do you guys have like literature or like contact information on the Facebook page for if somebody, you know, was struggling with something and wanted to just get more information about it? Or is it, more so like we don't we don't have literature um, per se on the Facebook page. Uh, it, it is on the website, uh, but really, and this has happened uh, actually quite a few times because um, you can post on the Facebook page uh, once you're once you're on it. Um, and really, it's like I'm not doing well right now. Um, I need help or something along those lines. And in literally seconds, there's like 30 people commenting on it and. And, and reaching out to the person That's um, right. phone numbers yeah addresses everything sending them personal messages like really yes on the on the facebook page we we post trips all you do is follow the directions on the post we do a random number generator you get drawn you don't pay anything um except for having your specific license or whatnot um but it's also there for you to connect with other veterans at the same time. So like you're going out fishing and you don't want to go by yourself. Hey man, I'm, I'm going out at this location and tomorrow does anybody want to tag along that sort of thing. But we have had veterans uh, get on there and saying, this has been the crappiest day of my life and I don't know what to do and go from there. That's cool to have that instant support, like to be able right. to post and get feedback right away, get help right away. And then, you know, like, like you guys were talking about, it's a family and everyone's got each other's back. And as soon as someone's down, like everyone rushes to help. Right. 
that's really cool for so for someone like me or someone not in the service and hasn't served before if they want to connect or possibly offer land or you know a hunting experience how would they go about doing that so you could go to the uh the support page and just shoot a message um in it'll go to national wherever you're located at uh, let's just say you were donating land or, or donating some some hunts they would say, okay, where are you at? And you would say where you're at. They would contact that, that local team, that state, and then the state lead would get in contact with you. Uh, from there, you basically say, okay, uh, we'll just use hunting as an example. Uh, it's the easiest one to use. Uh, you say, I can take four vets out. Uh, we'll, we will send a pro staffer uh, because we do carry insurance um, through the organization. Um, so then They'll come out. The staffer does or does not have to hunt. It's totally um, at the landowner's discretion. Okay. And then they uh, any guidelines, if you want combat veteran, Purple Heart, um, or just regular old um, service member, that's fine too. Um, or if people have boats and say, hey, I want to be able to take guys out trips, we'll do that as well. So they'll get you in contact with your local state or chapter or whomever you're with. Okay. Yep. Man, that's cool. Um, we had, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, we, we've had some reach out, um, some like plantation owners and stuff. They'll reach out and donate trips as well. Um, some of these trips cost a lot of money and, you know, these big plantations and they're, they're like free of charge, you know, bring one or two guys out, um, blah, 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 you know, and, and we're so very thankful for those as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the reason I ask all that is because I've got access to a bunch of land. It's not my own property, but, you know, I've been giving I don't lease it, but I've been given like full permission to do whatever on it. And I'm like, man, that would be such a cool thing, especially like if if Missouri is one of those states that has fallen outdoors to be able to get people out. And I mean, some of my friends are still still in. And it's like, man, just to pair them and just make that connection and go out and fish or hunt or shoot or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of the teams, uh, I believe Missouri actually has a, uh, kayak fishing team as well. Oh, cool. Um, I know a lot of the places that we hunt in the stands, um, they get the service member to sign their names in a year. That way over time they can see who's hunted that spot. Did they harvest something or not? Uh, I think that's pretty cool as well. Um, I'm working on something right now with gator hunts. Um, I know Florida does a ton of gator hunts and bow fishing like every weekend. Yeah. Um, it's a little different, but I'm working on it. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, we're still, even if there's not a, a chapter in your state, reach out. Cause you, I mean, if you want to start up a state, start it up. Uh, yeah. We, you know, we might not have that many people up there, or that, or they haven't heard about us up there, you know, um, wherever it may, might be. I, I know they're West Virginia is trying to get stood up right now. Um, I, some of my family members are trying to start it. And then some of the others that have moved up there. Uh, so all it takes is just saying, Hey, I want to do this. And then they'll help you take care of all the paperwork that needs to be done. Nice, man. That's really cool. I'm definitely going to look into, how I can, you know, partner support in whatever way. And hopefully even just with the podcast 
it gets the name out there more, it gets your mission out there a little bit more and, and people can um, donate or, you know, go out and build relationships through it. Yeah. Either that's, way. That's the whole point of this. It's uh, just the, the networking and trying to get the name out there and trying to help the veterans. Yeah. What, uh, let's switch gears a little bit now. And I kind of want to hear some of your own personal stories of how you got into the outdoors. Um, Cause for me, like I grew up hunting, my family did all that, but now the relationships with dudes that I have that are the strongest are all my hunting buddies. Like literally every single guy that I could call up right now at the drop of a hat and say, Hey, I need you here. They're all my hunting buddies. And I would say the ones that I don't hunt with, I mean, those relationships are quite a bit weaker, but there's something about getting in the outdoors uh, being out in mother nature with trees and wind and birds and animals, like for some reason, it just like brings men together. It does. Um, for me, um, my dad was never a hunter. He was always a fisherman. I never hunted until I moved here two years ago. Um, I'm 27. So I was 25 at the time. First night I moved in, I heard a tap on the window by the kitchen. I was like, what in the world? Turn the light on. And there's two does on my back porch. I'm like, maybe I should set up a camera. <laughs> so I set up a camera right, I mean, 50 yards from the house. <clears throat> and I had about 40 deer that night. I mean, I just put out like five pounds of corn. I had 40 deer. And I was like, what in the world? Um, so I, I started kind of taking an inventory, I guess you'd call it. And I joined some of the, the pages, the South Carolina deer hunting pages. And uh, there was a guy, he killed a 143-inch deer. And I was like, dang, that looks a whole lot like a deer I have on camera. So I looked at where he lived, and he lives a mile away. Oh, nice. I was like, you poaching my land? <laughs> and turns out, no. Uh, I mean, he is just a mile away, and that's where he harvested it. And then after that, we just started hanging out. And he took me, uh, let me hunt his land. He took me duck hunting, turkey hunting. The, the outdoorsman I am today is because of him. That's cool. So, and then the, obviously the fisherman's from dad. Um, so that's kind of my background. Uh, I'm still learning the hunting thing. And I, with the falling outdoors, uh, my pro staff guys and the people that I've met, I, I could probably call them up at any time and they'll, they'll drop what they're doing to come and help. That's awesome. And I hope that I can be that guy for them as well. Yeah. So it, it's brought me into another friendship as well. So, Kenny. Uh, so I started hunting. Well, I guess I went on my first hunting trip uh, back in 16 or 17. My father-in-law actually took me. And it was an elk trip to Colorado, muzzle loading. Nice. And, uh, it's a, it's a funny story. Uh, my father-in-law lives in Oklahoma, and uh, I'm a resident of Colorado. And so I'm sitting there. He's trying to explain to me how to get my license because it's a draw. Um, he's like, okay, you're going to put in for a bull and a, and a cow tag. And then if you don't get it, then, you know, you get the money back, and then you'll just get over-the-counter um, bow tag. I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, so we're doing it and we're getting everything going online and everything. 
he's like, we get to the payment. And he's like, how much do you owe? And I'm like, $97. He starts cussing me out, and yelling and screaming. My tax was $700. He's all mad. But uh, so that was actually my first trip. And um, being out in the mountains, uh, I, I love the mountains, but just being up there for a week, just, it actually calms me down. And it's just, it's so peaceful. And so when I got down here and started working uh, with the team for South Carolina, um, and I just made the connection. I actually killed my first deer here, um, right. hosted my first trip. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a calming, it's, it's a super calming thing for me. Um, and I know I made really close connections with um, the organizations um, and my team. I can call, like, like Eric said, I, I call anybody. Um, I call up one of my guys from um, the Freedom and Hope Foundation and ask him for help at any moment. And he's always teaching me things constantly. Um, turkeys, deer, um, whatever, you name it. He's like, yeah, you got to do this, or you're looking for this, or um, uh, down at Operation uh, Patriots FOB. Um, they've got guys down there. They're, they're helping us with that. Um, my team members, uh, my staff members, uh, they're, they're helping us. It's, it's a continuous learning experience, and it's, it's what I love. So when I go sit out in a deer stand, whether it be by myself or with my daughter or or if I'm out there with a, with another veteran and it's just quiet and you're just sitting there and you get, you're either talking with each other and you're, you know, telling stories or you're just watching what's going on and a deer comes out and you're just like, you're just getting all excited and you're just like, Oh, Oh, there it is. It's there. And then, you know, for me, the hardest part is, is like, is it big enough? <laughs> is it legal? Can I kill it? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the, that's the fun part. Um, and then uh, my favorite thing is, is uh, whenever the majority of our trips, some of them are onesie twosies, uh, but the majority of our trips are like three, four people at a time. And so we're in a big group chat. Mm -hmm. And so you'll hear a gunshot go off. And so somebody's immediately in the group chat. Who was it? Who shot? Who got it? <laughs> and you're just like, everybody's all excited. You just see the deer down pop up and, you just want to get down in your stand and go run to them and go, go see it. And, you know, and then, you know, like uh, every uh, once in a while we'll get that. Where's the deer at? And then you're just looking at like, uh, uh, that? yeah. Or, or you hear like five shots and you're like, who was that? And then they go and track it and they find it. And then it gets up and it runs off and they still miss it. Oh, no. And they, We're like, we're like, 10 shots in now and you're like maybe you need to go qualify on your partnership again something's not right yeah yeah that, that's happened oh man that's hilarious that yeah it sounds like it sounds like a good time being out there with all you guys and i want to so, go ahead yeah even because like we all have to qualify with rifles and, and everything and, and some of us with sidearms so when we go out hunting and when we when we have those instances where there's those guys that are missing and they miss the deer totally, whatever. When you get back to camp, you start getting roasted <laughs> big time. And it's not fun. I've been there. I've definitely been there. So yeah, that that's it is a good time. 
Well, I want to extend an open invite to you guys. If you guys are ever in Southwest Missouri, hit me up and, and okay. I'll get you out fishing or hunting, depending on the season. Uh, I know we don't have like a nine month season like you guys do for deer, but uh, uh, if you're yeah, out here yeah. in the fall, we'll make it happen. It's a long season. Yeah, it, it really is. It's almost too long of a season. I, I start getting burnt out real and then duck season hits and then rabbit season hits and you're like turkey season hits and, yeah and then turkey season then we're up then my wife's like oh finally we then can have a marriage season again. and then you're back into deer season no yep. i live three minutes from santee lake where we can catch 80 pound catfish all day oh so man. there's always the season yep oh my Set wife is so fed really up with that oh, oh yeah yeah i said if the mosquitoes don't kill you first oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, my wife gets so fed up with me because I'll be like, oh, man, I've only got two days left. Like, I got to get out and I go out those two days and then the next weekend rolls or rolls in and I'm like, hey, I'm heading out hunting. She's like, I thought you only had two days left. And I was like, oh, that was waterfowl season. Now I'm going yeah. back to archery hunting, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that actually. So around here, it's I mean. In our game zone in the low country, you can use a rifle the whole season. So, and most of it's ag fields. Um, not a lot of woods, mostly swamp or ag field. Okay. So that's been my challenge this year is, like, I'll only pick up the gun for, like, two, two, two months just for, you know, filling a freezer or whatever. But I've got a few bow stands. That, that, that's my next challenge is yeah. – is the bow kill archery is so much fun be ready to get hooked i mean it right. is a whole different level right so uh, i can't pick up the crossbow yet i just i i, I just like the compound bow. Yep. You know? i just i don't know personal preference <laughs> it's funny like you see the evolution of weapons go from very primitive all the way up to like mm-hmm. super advanced high tech like you know yep. five thousand dollar scopes on some of these rifles but as a yeah. hunter it's reverse. You like start with a lot of people uh-huh. start with rifle and then it's like, okay, now I'm going to bump down maybe to crossbow or to compound bow. And then they'll drop down even further and further and further. And before you know right. it, there's guys like Justin. Wells who are spear hunting for. What yeah. I've seen the spear thing. And I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. I started with the 50 cal black powder rifle is what I started with. Oh, okay. And in Colorado, it's it's open sights only, no scope. Yep. So that that was fun. Spent many hours at the range, many bruises on the shoulder. <laughs> you can only put so many rounds through it a day without. Uh, I'm done. I got. We got to get. get oh yeah. Of- and it's a chore to it's a chore to load it. It's not like okay, <laughs> one shot and you see your impact. There's a yep. cloud of smoke in front of you, and you're like. Did I hit it? Did I not? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it, well, good. well, we're coming up on, on an hour here, and I just want to say thank you to both of you, one for your service, and now for your service to other servicemen and women. Um, it sounds like you are part of a great organization, and um, I want to encourage anybody listening, go check it out. See if you can become a part of it, whether you're um, in the – in the armed forces or you just want to support them in whatever way you can whether it be financially donations or 
you know, property or hunting experiences. So thank you both. Um, and I want to give you guys both a final word here. I call this segment unloading the chamber. It's just kind of whatever uh, you want to leave listeners with, whether it's a story, a joke, a piece of advice, anything. So our mission, uh, the kind of the mission statement was um, we're living our dreams because others gave up theirs. Um, that's kind of in whole the mission statement of the Fallen Outdoors of why we do what we do. Uh, I'll leave it with that. It's, I think that's a pretty profound statement. Yeah. Um, basically, you gave your life so I could continue to do what I love. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, just remember it tomorrow is always worth living for. So always someone you can connect is, with. Phone is, uh, is always there. So it's uh, always on. Somebody will always be there to answer it. Yeah. Well, man, again, thank you both for being on. Um, it was good to connect with you and hopefully at some point we can meet in person and get out and do some fishing or, or, you know, get an event together and get guys out. Most definitely. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. And that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. And I am definitely thankful for people like Eric and Kenny who go out of their way to serve those that have served our great country. And if you are a serviceman or serviceman or woman, um, I want to say thank you to you also for your service, for your commitment and your dedication to protecting uh, the United States of America. And so if you are interested, if you're listening um, and you're interested in connecting at all with the Fallen Outdoors, I encourage you to go check out their website, go check them out on social media and see how you can either support or become a part of the organization. But until next time, as always, choose adventure and God bless.